You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, good friends, to another episode of the 10,000 Layers Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how was your 4th of July? Uh, pretty good. I, I did a lot of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the hardware store. I, uh, you know, stuff like that. The uh, American dream. This That's is the good. new house life. So there's yep. a lot of Google, a lot of YouTube, a lot of uh, cleaning strange parts of the house that we don't know when they were last cleaned. So, you know, all good. All good. I was there a year ago. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we, what did we do? Um, we just kind of had some grill outs around where we live. So with, with some nice. friends. So it was fun. It was a very fun time. Um, it's like a million degrees here in Minnesota right now. So hot, dude. I'm yeah. really sick of it. Yeah. And like, I think, I think it's supposed to cool down after today, but it's like 98 yeah. and like the air is just thick. So not good. Not good. Um, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Um, McGregor versus Poirier. Round three is set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more if you're inserting a DraftKings lineup. DraftKings, the official daily partner of UFC, is giving a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight. I think it's on Saturday. Um, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Um, if you haven't tried it yet, um, fantasy MMA is very easy to play. It's similar to um, baseball, basketball lineups, NFL lineups. Um, just you have a salary cap, you plug and play your guys. Um, get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars. Eligibility restrictions apply. Again, TBPN if you're signing up. Um, it helps us out. So um, and then obviously, thanks to our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Uh, anything you need as far as, um, yeah, any, anything card needed. Uh, PSA also updated their, yeah. what they're taking in. And I think they're doing express now Yep, is I think $200 a card. So, um, th- I think what you're going to probably see is them slowly, um, go down the line as, as they're starting to get back. Like, but they're, they're moving quick because I'm getting cards back like weekly. Um, poor Julian has two cards there that they were in like, QA one and it took like a month to so they're not shipping back yet but um, nope. soon soon they, they, Julian, must, they screwed him up <laughs> yep you're you're yeah poor timing for the Trey Young too hopefully the the value stays um, okay um, let's get into topics we have our NBA finals it is set Suns versus Bucks game one is on Tuesday um, I don't know how like your initial thoughts I I. I don't want to say I'm disappointed in the matchup. I'm happy the Suns are there. I guess from my end, I'm like, it's just weird not seeing the Nets there. 
um, because of the injuries in the second round. But as we talked about on here, that's part of it. It's just that the Bucks to me are just such a boring team. But um, I'm excited personally. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I think it's a fun matchup. It's really fun. I just like seeing new teams in. You know, there's there's just something about just getting totally fresh blood in the playoffs. I think there was something like, or in the finals. Sorry, there was something like no, like two people on all of these teams combined have like ever made a finals or so, something like that. So it's, yeah. I'm just really excited. I think the the Bucks kind of. I know you find them very boring, but kind of shedding that label of totally unable to kind of get over the hump is nice. Chris Middleton, mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is his time, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like it, the the Giannis injury is one of those weird ones where it's like not a defined actual injury; it's a hyperextended knee. But there's no like it's not like a you know broken something where it's like yep, four to six weeks. It's kind of like a yeah, it he, seems like they're kind of monitoring like day to day, week to week. Um, yeah, so so we'll kind of see. I mean, obviously, if he can't play, but I mean, after the first, I think they get an extra day for travel now, um, moving forward. So that that obviously helps the Bucks in in that regard if they can get get him back. Um, I mean, we talk about storylines all the time on here, and I mean, this is just like a life storyline, I guess. Like you have Mike Budenholzer, who if he loses to the the Nets in round two, he's fired probably. Mm -hmm. And there's stories of the like the top coaching candidates kind of waiting for the Buck situation to shake out. Like Rick Carlisle maybe was was trying to wait for Milwaukee, and then they won. And it's like okay, maybe Bud like Budenholzer won't get fired. And then you have it where they're in the NBA Finals, where it's almost impossible to fire him after this series, especially with yeah. Giannis hurt. And then there's a world in which the Bucks win, and Budenholzer is the first coach to give the Bucks a championship. Like. I, I guess I don't know about their history, but in, in, a, in a very long time, if they haven't won it, I, I, I guess I don't know the last time they won it, but um, that's crazy to me. It's you go from like so close to being fired and to you can be the head coach of a, of a championship team. It's so. crazy. Yeah, totally agree. It's, it's one of the wilder storylines. I think Bud is the most hated, probably successful coach. I mean, he's, he's objectively successful. His team is in the finals, um, but I don't think you could find very many people around the NBA who like him or think he's a good coach. So I don't know. It's definitely a weird situation. We'll have to see. It'll be really interesting if they lose um, because obviously like losing in the finals is different for different teams. Yeah, no, you you're know? right. Like but the, the crazy thing is, so the Bucks last one in 1971, by the way, um, the crazy thing is though, like when it went from Jason Kidd to Boonholzer, there was this, like, oh my God, this is what this team is like with an actual head coach. And now it's like that's that's gone so far the other way where it's like, well, let's not forget what like he did for this team. Um yeah. you know, to begin with. Like you look at this this roster and you say, Yep, Middleton can shoot. You have Giannis, Drew Holiday is a good good defender. But then outside of that, it's like, I mean, you just have guys that you're like, oh what like uh, you know, Pat Connington, for example, like fun player, but probably shouldn't be playing as like the first guy off the bench in, right. in the NBA finals. So right. um, we'll see courtesy of our friends at DraftKings, the championship odds are the Suns are minus 182 and the bucks are plus 152. Um, and obviously if there's like Giannis news that comes out in the next day or two um, that obviously that, that changes it. But, you know, I think you probably just assume that Giannis is out for game one and maybe game two. And then you go, they go back to Milwaukee. Um, 
And then I, I find these very interesting, mm. the uh, series correct uh, score, they call it. But um, so if the if Phoenix win in five, it's plus 400. If Phoenix wins in six, it's plus 450. Phoenix wins in seven, plus 400 bucks. Um, or Phoenix win, they sweep, it's plus 800. And then Milwaukee, it's Bucks win in six, plus 500. Bucks win in seven, plus 550. Bucks win four to one, plus 800. And then Bucks sweep is plus 1600. Huh. Um, yeah. Which one of those odds do you, I mean, I guess two questions. Which one do you think is like the best odds for most likely to happen? And then who's your who's your pick in and how many games? Um, I think the best odds here are probably Suns and six for 450 um, mm -hmm. and or plus 450. And I also would predict Suns and six. Yeah, that's I lean towards that. I think honestly, I think if you go uh, Suns in six or Bucks in six, I kind of like both of those bets. Um, yeah, just kind of hedge. Um, hedge that uh there's, yeah there's no way milwaukee's sweeping nope and it seems unlikely that that phoenix would sweep um that's just so hard to do yeah. um yeah i mean but the, then i guess there's also a world where if Giannis doesn't play you could tell me that that phoenix win, wins four to one but that's like the most likely scenario that DraftKings has too is a plus 400 mm -hmm. four to one odds mm -hmm. which seems just wild to me um, it's, it's funny that the four to one is the same odds as the seven yeah yeah. Which I guess if you say like if you're playing in a game seven, your odds are automatically to win or lower. You know, like if you're the favorite, just because it's a winner take all game. Like you never know. Like if it all comes down to one game, whereas if you have yeah, like if you have I I, I could kind of see how they would set the odds for Suns in five and Suns in seven the same. But it's just odd to read. But I, I think Sun I think Suns in six. I think that's gonna be my prediction. Yeah, I, 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 that's, I think that's mine too. Um, but I mean, there's also, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. It's tough with Giannis. Yeah, if, if Giannis yeah. comes back, it gets tricky. Obviously, that's yeah. It'll be fun though. I'm excited. I think you're right. I think, um, like, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan, so I'm still like holding on to that. That that they're not, they're not in the finals. But that's, I mean, that's how it goes and um, whatever. But I am excited because it's, it's so much fun talking to my friends that aren't huge basketball fans and mm -hmm. it's like the whole narrative of like well look the the nba's rigged and they want these big market teams in and it's like well i'm guessing just from a financial standpoint not that they care at all i think for them you know the like parity is good and you yeah. get fan bases that haven't been involved involved but it's like i think when you're when you're putting up the perfect algorithm for the nba finals to make money it's probably not milwaukee and phoenix um so it's it is it's good for me to see other teams involved where I think like the outside fans of like every year it's LeBron or Steph. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, because those two are like two of the best players we've well, ever seen in the history of our life. So that makes sense that they would like always be in it. I mean, I think it's better for the league long-term if more teams can make the finals. I understand yeah. that the kind of short-term you make your money with the big market teams in the high profile games, but at the same time, it really does incentivize teams to like, look at what Phoenix did this year. Like that's a huge incentive for teams to try basically, and to construct their rosters intelligently and always try to win. And then when all every, when more teams are trying to win, the league is more competitive. So I think that 
the, the NBA can't be on one hand saying, oh, we want every team to try to win. And then also saying, oh, but we only really want the Lakers and the Warriors or whoever to, you know, yeah. to be in the finals. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's a very good thing for the league that they're proving that some smaller teams can go all the way. I agree. I agree. Um, let's get into some Timberwolves talk. Of course, this is a Timberwolves podcast. We're in the offseason, though, not like not a, a, a lot to talk about. But I will say in the next month or two, it's going to get hot and heavy because get ready for some legal Twitter, everyone. Well, yeah, but I mean, and it's going to get uh, like just f- with free agency in the draft. And um, obviously the Wolves don't have a pick, but um, yeah, things, things are going to. Yeah, things are going to move quickly. Uh, OK, some Olympic talk. Um, good news for the Wolves, uh, Anthony Edwards and Nas Reed um, selected to the Team USA uh, select team, which is, from my understanding, over the years of covering, is the team that kind of just practices with the with the Olympic team. Um, that's fun because yeah. um, like some some other names on the list: Miles Bridges, Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Harrow, Ken- Kendall uh, Johnson, Emmanuel Quickly, Cam Reynolds, old Wolves friends, Obi Toppin. Um, so so a good list of like. Uh, Patrick Williams, a, a good list of talented young players. And I always think that being in this setting for, um, you know, up and coming players kind of seeing what the best of the best and how they do it is never a bad thing. Um, so yeah, good for, good for uh, Nas Reed and, and Anthony. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's good. It's just a good development opportunity. Yeah. It's really fun. And also, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll become friends with Miles Bridges and then Miles Bridges will force a trade to, Timberwolves. Never know. We never know. It out there. Anything's an option. Yeah. So um, that that'll be um, that'll be fun. Uh, you know, I, I think overall, like it's pretty well documented with with players that when they go to the Olympics, and this is obviously not the Olympics. This is a select team, but um, that they they always make this like jump because when you're around these 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 guys every single day and you see yep. how it's done, and all of a sudden you get to talking about little things of advice. It always seems like that, like Jason Tatum is a player like that for me where um, he just made this huge jump, like him and Jalen Brown did for the Celtics after, after coming back. So, you know, I just think that there's just so much value in, in in learning from, from the best around and, you know, so, and obviously you, you can prove me wrong and tell me that there's a bunch of guys on the list that have never, like, you know, I can't imagine Nas Reed making a huge jump. Um, but also, why not, right? Don't um, tell Wolves Twitter that, Kyle. I know, I know. I look. I, I created a monster. He's the best big in the league, apparently. Um, more Olympic talk. So Leandro Balmero, which, if you remember, was the 23rd pick last year. The Wolves acquired him in the three-team trade with the Knicks and the Thunder. Um, he's 20 years old. He'll be playing for um, Argentina this year. And uh, noteworthy that... Um, uh, Wolves assistant coach Pablo Prigioni is actually the, the, an assistant coach on that team. So, um, well, I mean, the Wolves don't have a first round pick this year, but they did have three last year in Balmero. His technically his rookie year will be next year if, if he plays for the Wolves. So, um, my guess is all eyes on on those games for Wolves fans, kind of trying to figure out what you have. Um, and you know, in in a draft where you don't have a pick and you don't really have any incoming talent because you don't really yeah, have he's the pick. rookie. He's he's the guy. So um, all eyes on him, um, which I'm I'm really excited about actually. Because I, I kind of forgot about him, and um, you know, just what if, if he is good? I think like is he going to be this like Manu Ginobili player immediately when he comes over? No, but you just hope that he's not a player that's totally lost either. Um, I so, mean, it seems that he can play. 
You know, I, I don't, obviously, we've seen a lot of guys, I, and I don't have a bias against international guys, um, but I, I do think we have seen some guys like come over and not be as good as they were supposed to be. Dario comes to mind. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, this is, it's awesome to be able to be bringing in, it feels kind of like when you pay for something that's in like a year or whatever, or like you buy a plane ticket and then you kind of like forget about that. And then you have the plane ticket and it's kind of like, oh, free plane ticket. This is what this feels like. Um, It's like in a year where the wolves don't have the pick, they made this shitty trade, um, lost, you know, a chance at top talent. They're getting something, you know, they're going to have a new guy in in camp and that'll be fun. Maybe he'll play, he'll probably play summer league. um, And then maybe he'll be the summer league MVP. And then we can, uh, you know, talk about that for a couple weeks and then he'll play 10 minutes a game and average eight points and three assists. And that'll be that. Yeah, no, <laughs> like it, it, it is exciting just because you're, you're, you're getting a new talent, like where that fits in. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talk all the time about like those fringe guys of like Culver, Akogi, um, Jake Lehman of guys that like probably shouldn't really be playing if you're trying to construct a good team and it seems like there's plenty of minutes to be had for Balmero, if he can earn them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see most uh, spectacular player last year, um, that, which is a top league in Spain that he won. Um, I don't know if this yeah. is right, but, but he averaged 6.7 points, 1.5 rebounds at 1.9 assists. I can't imagine that's like the most spectacular. Very odd. Stats. Yeah. It feels like there's other stats that we're missing. Here, maybe, so. maybe he just does everything with a great flair. Very good flair. It looks awesome. Or, Very spectacular to watch. You know, his one this, point, this, his one point nine assists per this game. This isn't the case, but uh, you know, he's playing fifteen point nine minutes per game. If it's only sixteen minute games, well, then these stats are impressive. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They, they, it's, a, it's just twenty one. It's all half court. Yeah, that's that's all three on three. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we we don't really have much um, else this week. Let's try to get Espo on. Um, he'll probably stiff arm us. Um, there, there's a guy from a, a Bucks podcast that I want to get on to just talk about finals. Um, otherwise, later this week, I want to dive into the three pending free agents for the Wolves. Um, not super exciting names, but um, Jordan McLaughlin probably leads that list. And, you know, we'll get into this more when we talk about him. But, God, the more I watch campaign play for the Suns, I just see little hints of Jordan McLaughlin. I know. I, I wonder if other teams see that too, just like this quick change of speed point guard coming off the bench who can hit shots and kind of wiggle his way um, into a defense. And I think players last- like that are really valuable. You know, yeah. they're they not, you know, they're not going to win you. Well, I say as campaign, maybe it's, it's going to contribute to winning the championship, yeah. but you know, that's not, you don't, you know, you don't need just that, but at the same time you need somebody like that. So, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about him. I think like, this year was such a odd year for everybody, especially in the Timberwolves organization where like, I don't know if Jordan McLaughlin's talent was um, represented in the best way. Um, I think the, the year before is probably a better indication of, of where he'll be. So um, we'll talk about that later this week. Otherwise um, enjoy the finals. They start on Tuesday. Um, Suns in six. That's, that's our prediction here at the 10,000 Lames podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Um, have a great week. Um, big shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and Three Star Sports Cards. We will talk to you soon. Welcome, good friends, to a, our, our live card opening show. Um, I'm, we're excited. Three Stars hooked us up as usual. Um, we ran into a snafu, though, Julian. So 
the box, uh, Eric, um, and great, you're a great guy, Eric, and I love you. He gave me a box of Hoops Premium. Um, that is at my friend's house that I left there because mm. I didn't want to leave it in my car. Um, but luckily, I'm like just a card addict, and I just have cards on hand to open that I actually did buy from Three Stars. So we have a fat pack of 2020-2021 Donruss, and then we have two hobby packs of Contenders. Cool. Um, so, yeah, big shout-out to Three Stars, obviously. Um, like, you've heard us talk about them before, but, um, like, anything you need. I, I had a friend that went there last week, and he's been going to his local card shop. Um, we won't say where it is, but uh, I was like, you got to check out Three Stars, and he checked it out, and he texted me, and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I never want to leave this place. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's a very nice place. Um, yeah. they, have, they have everything you need. Um yeah, so uh, go check them out, um, Bloomington and then Little Canada, two locations. Um, and like I said last week, check check out their breaks. They're a lot of fun. Um, okay, so Julian, um, you're not opening because I'm the only one with the cards here. I wish I could give them to you. Um, okay, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll start with the fat pack. Um, and the 2020-21 contenders, um, it's hobby, so like looking for autos, looking for numbered cards, um, some, some relic cards probably, but obviously... Like we're Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball hunting. Um, you know, that's what we're here for. So let's rip these. All right. So we're going to go through the base quick. Um, let me get it so we can't see everything. Okay. We'll go through the base quick. Um, Eric Gordon. Let me make sure I'm in a good place. Devontae Graham. Cody Zeller, plenty of Hornets. Give us the right Hornet. Dennis Smith <laughs> Jr., J.J. Redick, James Johnson, Sweet Lou Williams, Dwayne Bacon, another Hornet. We're getting the whole team. Let's hope so. Uh, Thon Maker. What happened to Thon Maker? That's a good I don't question. know, dude. Yeah, KG was like a real big Thon Maker fan. Yeah. Um, Langston Galloway. So not even like, we're not even getting like, the big names. Um, Markel Fultz. CJ McCollum. Wesley Matthews. Marquise Chris. I was reading an article. Um, we'll talk about the Suns, but remember when the Suns drafted Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender, and now they're in the yeah. finals still? Like, Yeah. Um, Danilo Gallinari. Brooke Lopez. Doug McDermott. Our good friend, Zach Levine. Nice. Uh, Brandon Clark. Tristan Thompson. We're starting to hit our inserts here. So um, we have two more cards, and then we're in Insert City. Uh, Montrezl Harrell and Jason Tatum. So now it's inserts and rookies from here on out. All right. Uh, let's do it. Tyrese Maxi insert expectations, great expectations. Um or just expectations, just mediocre expectations. <laughs> um, league leaders, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. All right. He did do that. We have a rookie laser card um, of Aduko Azubuki um, from the chess. I mean, the thing is, this isn't guaranteed to be a rookie card, so the fact that it's a, it's a cool rookie card. laser. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, obviously we'd like somebody better. We have a Hornets rookie. But it's not who we want. It's somebody named Grant Riller, who I've never heard of in my entire life. So the luck continues, man. This is yeah. uh, uh CJ Ellaby, your guy from the Blazers. Oh, I like him. Yeah. 
Um, we have a wizard or a Warriors rookie, Nico Mannion, not the <laughs> Warriors rookie we're looking for. We have a Grizzlies rookie, Xavier Tillman. And then our final rookie is a Desmond Bain. All right. Look at us. So, um, so we're saving up all the luck for that box, huh? Yeah. So like, um, you know, not great, not great. Um, okay, we have two more packs left, but these are the big hitters. These were, I mean, the, here you're just chasing like yeah. Edwards and um, Lamelo base, so that's yeah. fine. You can justify anything, right? Um, okay. First pack of contenders. Ten cards per pack. Also, by the is way, is our box contenders too? Oh well, this is this is it. We have two of the. No, packs. I know, but what with the other box? We're gonna do it later at a later date. Oh, that's a years. that's a hoops premium. Hoops premium, gotcha. Yeah, hoops premium. Remember. That's like Zion and Ja rookie. Oh, right, totally. Yep. Yeah. So, um, we'll good box. About the same value of both, like what I have here and what, like I think yep. a box of that, like the I think it's around like fifty or sixty bucks. And this stuff here, the contenders packs I think are like thirty or thirty-five, and then the fat pack of Donners was like fifteen. So I like I the Donners cards. I have to say, I yeah. like I, they're classy. I like them. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like the white bordering for people that yeah. grade. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Um, Terry Rozier, again, all the Hornets. CJ McCollum. Damian Lillard. That's cool. Shea Gilgis Alexander. We have a fancy card that we're going to put to the back. I don't know who it is. I just saw it was fancy. Fred Van Vliet, Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre Jr., Seth Curry, Nikola Vucevic, and for our fancy card, we have a Kawhi Leonard MVP insert. Um, it's not numbered. Oh, okay. So, all right, not all right. a great pack. Um, let me look at this, see if there is any, looks like there's some blue on it. I don't know if that means anything. Okay. Last pack. Um, we're not doing great, Julian. It's all good. It's all, it's all good in the hood. We do it for the love of the game. We do. I think we have a thick card in here. I can't tell if it's a actual Jersey card or if it's a filler. It is a filler. So we'll get rid of the filler. All right. Um, a rookie would be nice. Rookie, anything. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Markel Fultz. Tyler Harrow. Davis Bertans. <laughs> we have our first numbered card, though, and it's your guy. CJ McCollum. Oh, playoff yeah. ticket out of 249. 30 out nice. of 249. Cool. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Andre Drummond, Jimmy Butler. Okay. Eric Bledsoe <laughs> and Colin Sexton. All right. Look at that. All right. So not great. Uh, we'll get them next time. Um, we're going to do this like weekly. So this is great. I don't really yeah. care. Um, more cards to add to our collection. Um, all right. Well, um, good times, good times all around. Again, big shout out to Three Star Sports Cards. Um, the nice thing is, if you go there and just go buy the contenders packs, I can't imagine like you'll probably pull something nice. 
Yeah. Um, considering that we, I think somebody told me they went in to go buy a box of Prism after they saw how bad badly we did. And I think he got an Anthony Edwards silver card. Yeah, so, you're welcome, everyone. We're yeah. we're doing <laughs> we're taking we're taking all the bad stuff off yeah, the shelves. We're doing the, the Lord's work for you. Um, okay, thanks all for um, listening to our our card corner. When we edit the podcast, this will be towards the end of it. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna just uh, start off with our podcast um, right now. <laughs>